Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, dangerous surge. The U.S. death toll reaches 120,000 as half of states see a stunning increase in coronavirus cases. Tonight, the dramatic spike in one age group and the governor now threatening a crackdown. Attempted ambush, a U.S. soldier charged with planning an attack on his own unit. Why prosecutors say he wanted to kill members of the military. The breaking news just coming in. Testing limits, more Trump campaign advance staffers get COVID. After the president tells supporters he ordered virus testing to be slowed down. The administration calls it a joke. So why are they sitting on 14 billion in funding? Plus, President Trump rages over empty seats at his rally. Did teens on TikTok punk the president to keep turnout low? Caught on camera as Atlanta gathers to remember Rayshad Brooks. Police in New York are filmed apparently using an unauthorized chokehold. Plus the confrontation when one of the officers who kneeled on George Floyd goes shopping. Talladega might. NASCAR drivers surround Bubba Wallace's car in a show of unity. The legends of racing now speaking out after a noose was found in his garage. Cult style killings. The shocking details from prosecutors after two Idaho children turn up dead. Did their own mother think they were zombies? And serving up support, the pizzeria that's feeding healthcare workers while cooking up something else to keep them safe. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight. The U.S. is seeing a dangerous increase in coronavirus cases in the South and West that could have implications for the entire country, especially as more young people are becoming infected. As America pushes forward with reopening, half of all states are now averaging more new cases each day than they have in weeks. 
Tonight, one out of every five new infections globally is from right here in the U.S. And with Florida and Texas setting new records for positive tests, the governors there are warning they may need to crack down on those who aren't social distancing. Tonight, more than 120,000 people have been killed by coronavirus in the U.S., and there are more than 2.3 million confirmed cases nationwide. The White House says those increases are due to stepped-up testing, not reopening. And it's defending the president for saying he ordered testing to be slowed down as a way to keep the number of infections from looking too large. All of this in sharp contrast to what's happening in New York tonight. Once the epicenter of the crisis, that state is now seeing its lowest rate of new cases since March, with restaurants and stores in New York City back in business tonight. As you can tell, there's a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas leads off our coverage tonight in Miami. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Florida's governor acknowledged increased testing alone cannot account for the recent record number of new coronavirus cases. He said he would crack down on businesses not following social distancing guidelines, but will not change the state's reopening plan or order a statewide mandatory face mask rule. As you can see on me, the city of Miami is now requiring them in public. As Florida topped 100,000 cases today, more younger people are testing positive. Doctors are sounding the alarm. But when young people get infected, they go home and infect their parents. They will kill people by giving vulnerable people the virus. This afternoon, Miami became the latest city to weigh in on the issue. We are going to be implementing a mask in public rule. Everyone will have to be wearing masks in public. But tensions over precautions are flaring up. This video shows a man in Florida fighting to enter a store with no mask on. Over the past two weeks, at least 18 states have shown a rise in hospitalizations. In Texas, the number reached a record for an 11th consecutive day. But Governor Greg Abbott does not anticipate a return to lockdown. Closing down Texas again will always be the last option. Former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb. I think this week's going to really be a pivotal week for us to get a picture of where things are heading in states like Florida and Arizona and Texas, whether or not they're tipping over into exponential growth or not. Okay, Dr. Matt Hines of Tucson worries about the new cases he's seeing. How long before your ICU beds are full? ICU beds across the southern Arizona and, and actually across the entire state are at a, at a very high premium at this point. New cases also caused Major League Baseball to close training camps in Arizona and Florida. And in Los Angeles, the health department's director said on top of the COVID crisis, public health officials are also receiving death threats. Manuel Bajorquez, CBS News, Miami. I'm Mola Lenghi in New York City, which is entering its second phase of reopening. We're looking forward to today. A day that's been months in the making as the city takes another step toward normalcy, allowing kids on playgrounds, restaurants to open outdoor seating, and barbershops and salons to cut and style hair, all at a social distance. Victor Jung is managing partner at Petaluma. Reopening by itself is not going to bring customers back. They have to feel safe. The things that we talk about as a team is you want to make sure that when they come in, it feels like a sense of normal. It's a stark contrast to just two months ago when the streets of the nation's most densely populated city were bare. Broadway shut down, businesses paralyzed, and an outbreak so severe, a field hospital was put up in Central Park. 
Once the epicenter of the outbreak, where more than 24,000 people died, as of today, less than 2% of all New Yorkers have been infected with the virus. We only had uh, 10 deaths overnight. That's the lowest number since this started. Well, while this activity is one indication that the city is moving again, another perhaps more telling sign will be the New York City subway system, which before the outbreak averaged about five and a half million riders a day. Of course, that then plummeted during the lockdown. But according to the Transit Authority, ridership is already back up to about two million a day. Nora. All right, Molalengi, thank you. We turn now to breaking news. Tonight, a U.S. soldier is accused of helping plan a deadly ambush on his own Army unit. Federal prosecutors say he was motivated by hate. Here's CBS's David Martin. According to court documents, 22-year-old Ethan Meltzer, an Army private, plotted to help a white supremacist group set up a deadly ambush of U.S. troops overseas. Meltzer allegedly gave a neo-Nazi group called Order of Nine Angels sensitive information about his own unit's location, strength, and weapons. In a tweet, the acting U.S. attorney in New York called him the enemy within. The ambush was allegedly intended to produce mass casualties, including Meltzer, who expected to be killed in the attack. The indictment does not make clear how it was supposed to be carried out or where, although the Order of Nine Angels is reportedly based in England. According to the Justice Department, Meltzer admitted his role in plotting the attack and declared himself to be a traitor against the United States. He is now in custody, charged, among other things, with conspiring to murder American service members and faces life in prison. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. Two more members of the advance team working on the president's campaign rally in Tulsa Saturday have tested positive for coronavirus. This is the White House struggles to explain why the president said he wanted to slow down nationwide testing, even as infections spike. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. The president under fire tonight for saying he told his staff to slow down coronavirus testing in order to stop the number of rising cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. The White House said that remark Saturday in Tulsa was made in jest, but the president did not deny it today. If it did slow down, frankly, I think we're way ahead of ourselves. If you want to know the truth, we've done too good a job. One Democratic governor on a conference call with Vice President Mike Pence said the president's comments were not helpful. If we could all get on the same page and get a commitment that there's not a federal uh, mandate to slow down testing, I think it would be extremely helpful. For the president, the Tulsa rally did not live up to its own hype. We've never had an empty seat. And we certainly won't in Oklahoma. Only 6,000 out of 19,000 were filled. The president had bragged that a million people reserved tickets, but there was a coordinated effort on the social media site TikTok, where people were encouraged to register but not show up. During a two-hour speech, the president did not discuss how to heal the racial divide or sympathize with those who lost loved ones to COVID-19. But he did use derogatory language to refer to the virus. I can name Kung Flu. Meanwhile, former National Security Advisor John Bolton continues to criticize his former boss, telling ABC News that a vote to reelect the president in November is too dangerous. We can get over one term. Two terms I'm more troubled about. This is a danger for the republic. 
CBS News has learned that President Trump was not happy after that Tulsa rally and that he was especially frustrated that his campaign manager, Brad Parscale, did not deliver on the blockbuster event that he was promised. Nora. Paula Reed at the White House, thank you. And this reminder, you can see our interview with John Bolton tomorrow right here on the CBS Evening News. Attorney General William Barr is denying charges of political interference after he fired a key U.S. attorney to make way for a nominee with no experience as a federal prosecutor. That firing has brought accusations that Barr is using the Justice Department to protect the president and his allies. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. I'm not involved. The president and the White House seeking distance from a mysterious power play. The attorney general was taking the lead on this matter. Late Friday night, Attorney General Bill Barr announced that U.S. Attorney Jeff Berman was stepping down. But Berman, who led the powerful Southern District of New York, denied resigning and went to work on Saturday. I'm just here to do my job. Barr, with the president's blessing, then fired him outright. He wants these investigations stopped in their tracks. Harry Littman is a former U.S. attorney. What kind of investigations? We know there have been some of Rudy Giuliani. There may well be things concerning the Trump organization, possibly even Trump himself. The White House insisted today that Berman was only fired to make way for another presidential pick, Jay Clayton, who currently heads the Securities and Exchange Commission and has no prosecutorial experience. I will block Jay Clayton's nomination. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. Anyone who Trump would want to put in I have a lot of doubts about because President Trump doesn't want independence. House Democrats are vowing to investigate. They have asked Berman to testify on Wednesday, but he has not responded yet. Republicans argue the president has the power to hire and fire whoever he wants. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. People lined up to pay their respects to Rashad Brooks in Atlanta today at the church where Martin Luther King Jr. once preached. But even as calls for reform mount after the deaths of Brooks and George Floyd, tonight there's yet another case of police apparently using a chokehold on a black suspect. We've got more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. A procession wheeled Rashad Brooks's casket into Ebenezer Baptist Church today. Brooks was shot and killed on June 12th. Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolfe has been charged with 11 counts, including felony murder. His attorney says the shooting was justified. The case is one of several across the country spotlighting police tactics. In New York City on Sunday, cell phone and police cam video captured the arrest of a man who was shouting insults at police. One of the officers appears to put the man in a chokehold, which had just been banned by the city and state. Yo, stop talking to bro! It's been one month since George Floyd's death in Minneapolis police custody. One of the four officers charged in that case, J. Alexander King, was confronted this weekend. Mm -hmm. So you're out of prison yeah. and you're comfortably shopping in Cub Foods as if you didn't do anything. I'm not, I wouldn't call it comfortably, I'd just say getting necessities. In his first interview set to air on CBS tomorrow morning, the head of the Minneapolis Police Union spoke with Gail King. Are you all saying to us that if you would, you can't really make a comment about this case until you see every piece of video associated with it? Is that what you're saying today? We would just like to see what we are entitled to in our agreement, in our policy, is our officer's body camera footage. It may shed some light that we're unaware of. 
The funeral for Rayshad Brooks will be held here tomorrow. As for the Atlanta police officer accused of shooting and killing him, he was expected to be in court tomorrow, but we found out late today that that hearing has been postponed. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Tonight, NASCAR drivers rallied in support of Bubba Wallace one day after an ugly message of hate was placed in his garage. Tonight, the FBI and the Department of Justice are investigating the incident. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. All of NASCAR's drivers have rallied around Bubba Wallace. It was this walk to the starting line that was the backing 26-year-old Bubba Wallace Jr. dreamed of. Today at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama, an emotional Wallace was supported by his teammates and NASCAR great 82-year-old Richard Petty. On Sunday, Wallace, the only black driver in NASCAR's top racing series, found out a noose was hanging from inside his team's garage stall. This afternoon, I spoke to his mother, Desiree Wallace. How did you hear about it? He FaceTimed me and he said, well, mom, they found a noose in the garage where my car is. I said, this will not break you. If anything, we're going to use this to rise above that. Has there been a moment where you've been able to sort of process everything that's happening to your son? Uh, absolutely. Um, after I got off the phone with him, I got in the shower and I just started screaming as loud as I could. Two weeks ago, Wallace challenged NASCAR to get rid of all Confederate flags at racing events. Two days later, NASCAR banned them. This weekend, people still displayed the flag outside the stadium. Obviously, your son wants to win, but do you think in many ways he's already won because of the impact that he's had? I absolutely think he's already won. I feel that my son is already a winner in his own right. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, New York. Tonight, we're learning how authorities in Idaho used data from the cell phone of Lori Vallow's brother to locate the remains of Vallow's two missing children. Court documents also reveal lurid new details about Vallow and her husband, Chad Daybell, who are jailed on charges related to the children's disappearance. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports. The stunning affidavit details the movements of Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow, but especially Lori's brother, Alex Cox. Pings from his cell phone place Cox with Vallow and the kids at Yellowstone on September 8th, the last time 17-year-old Tylee was seen alive. At 2.40 the following morning, Pings show Cox inside his sister's home and later in Daybell's backyard for two hours. Just 14 minutes after Cox leaves, Daybell texts his family, I spotted a big raccoon. One shot did the trick. He's now in our pet cemetery. Police say Cox made an identical trip on September 23rd. One day after seven-year-old JJ was last seen. Sources tell CBS News Cox acted as a henchman. According to the affidavit, Vallow and Daybell were on a doomsday mission to rid the world of zombies. Investigators may never know the full story. Cox died suddenly in December. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles. Throughout the long coronavirus shutdown, the ovens have remained hot at one pizzeria. They're not just baking pies, they're also helping to save lives. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. Don't let the flying dough fool you. Demos Pizza in Chicago is helping healthcare workers fight COVID as owner, Dimitri Serkin Nikolaou. So you've transitioned from pizza to also making what? Uh, also making face shields. Two don't really seem connected. No, they sure don't. They're baking face shields in their pizza ovens. 
melting acrylic, molding it, and adding straps. People don't expect that from a pizza shop. Yeah, but like, that's the old world. We're in the new world now, and that was what was needed. After losing 70% of their revenue in the shutdown, producing PPE also saved two jobs, including Marquisha Birds. That took a lot of weight off my shoulders because like, Right now, this is my only source of income. They've supplied hospitals. This is Kiki at MC Hair Studio. And businesses. Wearing her face shield and her mask. Put your arms under. Eight-year-old Melody Bain. Use those abs. Oh, ordered in bulk the to donate. Thank you so very much. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. We need more people to help because there's a lot of people in this world, so we want to help them to stay safe. Collectivism is important. We have to take care of each other because probably not the last time that something like this is going to happen. And we're all a piece of the same pie. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, join us for our interview with former National Security Advisor John Bolton on the day his tell-all memoir is released. Send us any questions you have. And if you can't watch this live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch this later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Hope to see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.